So, we are going to continue this morning in uh, our series, Practicing the Way. We've been doing this now for about 17 years. Um, not really. Um, we've been, it's been a long series, uh, digging into how do we, as the people of God, access everything that He has for us. And... Um, the thing that I, like I understand, and I think we all understand this word practicing, it's not about practicing like practicing the drums or practicing the guitar, where you put in loads and loads of hours and you work really hard, and after a while, you can do it just like K. Marie and the guys do it this morning without even having to think about it. Somebody starts a song, thank you, and they pick up the exact key and they can play it immediately. Like that comes with practice, but that's not the kind of practice we're talking about because you don't practice your way to be a child of the King of Kings. He is your father, not your music teacher. He is the one who has chosen you and who loves you and who has all manner of blessings to pour into your life. And when we say practicing the way, it's actually more about positioning ourselves and recognizing who he says we are than it is about getting it right. If you think about this lectern as the center point, the focal point of the Father's love, the Father's blessing, the fullness of what He wants every one of us to walk in, so many of us spend our Christian lives kind of over here somewhere, aware that it's there, aware that His love exists, aware that His passion for us is something that is written about in the pages of Scripture, but we rarely, and I speak of myself in this just as much as any of us, but we rarely intentionally take time to position ourselves and say, wow, thank you, Father. Thank you that you have chosen me. Thank you that I am yours. Thank you that there is nothing I need to do to receive this love. You have given it to me unconditionally through Jesus. Wow. That's, that's where we start. That is, our, that is our, 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 our beginning place. Our foundation is in that place of absolute security aligned to the heart of our Father. That is the free gift of grace that is ours, that's yours. Doesn't matter your background. Doesn't matter what kind of day you've had. Doesn't matter whether you've read your Bible once this week or once in the last 10 years or never. The heart of the Father is towards you and he is inviting you to step into that place of his love and to receive his word, to hear his voice. Did you hear his voice this morning? That's what we're gonna go on to to think about, about listening to God. Did you hear his voice? As Ruth, thank you for being so courageous and singing that for us this morning. But did you hear his voice? What was he saying to us this morning? He says, my voice is there. Can you see me in the background? Can you see me? And so often we get fixated on what is right in front of our faces. And that can look impenetrable. It can look impossible. It can look like there is no answer, there is no way. And what God is speaking to us, his children, about this morning is look behind the scenes. Don't get fixated. Don't get caught up on this stuff because I am at work where you cannot yet see me. I am present. My voice is achieving all that my heart desires because our, our God's voice is not like my voice, thank God for that, you know, 
you're not supposed to enjoy that quite so much. But, you know, his voice, I, I, I looked up, um, let me see if I can find it again, uh, Psalm 29, uh, verse 3, it says, the voice of the Lord echoes above the sea. Now, the sea in Scripture represents everything that is evil, chaos, difficulty, hardship, complication. His voice echoes far above the sea. His voice is the one that when it comes forth, it creates out of nothing, out of nothing, where there is no way forward. His voice provides the answer. His voice provides the way forward. And we get to listen to God. When you look right back to the start, look right back to the Garden of Eden, where God walked and talked with Adam and Eve in the garden in the cool of the day. That was his intention for every one of us from the beginning, that we would be walking with him, hearing his voice, moment by moment, day after day, comforting us, guiding us, giving us joy, giving us confidence, giving us that sense of, of peace, everything that our hearts need. That is our design from the Lord. And here in John chapter, seven, chapter 10, verse 27, um, Jesus is speaking here and he says, my sheep listen to my voice. Or other translations say, my sheep hear my voice. It's a promise. You're designed to hear his voice. Now sheep, sorry about that. Like sheep are not the most intelligent. They're not very powerful. They're not, actually they smell pretty bad if you ever get up close and personal with a sheep. It's, it's not a glorious picture. God calls us all sheep. So hey, we're just gonna have to suck that one up. That's, that's the way he describes us. That's one of the ways he describes us. But the great thing about sheep is that they recognize the voice of the shepherd. They will be able to discern my voice from Derek's voice, from Quasi's voice, from Nicola's voice, from Barbara's voice. A, a sheep is chosen by the Lord because actually there is something in the discernment ability that he has written into us that actually we, we can Expect to understand that voice is the voice of our Father. That voice is something completely different. It's part of what he has designed for us. Elsewhere um, in Scripture, 1 Peter 2 verse 9, uh, the writer here says, You are a chosen people. You are royal priests. You're a holy nation, God's very own possession. That's a slightly more um, elegant picture rather than sheep. You are a royal priest. That's a position of elevation. It's a position of honor. And it's a position, as the people who would have received this letter in the New Testament would have understood, this is a, this is a position where you have access. Access right into the very presence of God. Because at the time, in Bible times, where there's the temple... Only the priests could go. Regular people like you and me, not a chance. We have to stay outside. We can't go into the presence. We can't expect to be face to face with the glory of God, but the priests could. And the high priest once a year could go into the very presence of God and expect to meet with him. You are a priest. You are through faith in Jesus Christ, have been drawn right into that place of access where you get to go face to face with the almighty God and expect to hear his voice. Not just on a Sunday morning when you come here and people share some stuff and you think, ooh, that, that sounded, maybe that, that might have been God. 
but every moment of every day as you lie in bed at night, as you drive the car in the morning, as you sit in your office, as you chat with your neighbor, the voice of God, a bit like radio waves. You know what? There are thousands of radio waves running through this building right now. And we know they're there because when you tune in, you can hear it. Same with God's voice. He is speaking, but not randomly. He's speaking to you right now. Right now. And all we have to learn to do as his children is to center ourselves, tune in, and we'll begin to discern what he is saying to us because we have access. Now, Derek spoke last week and used this beautiful picture of President JFK and his son, JFK Jr., sitting under the desk in the Oval Office. And that little boy, back in 1963, knew that he could go where no one else could. You don't get the White House Chief of Staff crawling under the desk to play with his train set. Only the son of the president gets that access. And Derek's message to us last week was, what? That we get to come with some confidence, with some boldness? No, we get to come with all boldness. They were listening. They were listening, Derek. It's good, isn't it? We get to come with all boldness and be right there within earshot of our Father, un, un, unfazed by whatever grand business is, is going on across that desk. World-changing decisions are happening in the presence of the president. And Junior is playing with his train set and knowing that he is perfectly loved perfectly welcome. And that is the access that you and I have. God is not disturbed by us when we come close, when we bring our felt need. I imagine he, you know, any moment he could have turned to his dad and said, oh, dad, I'm, I'm hungry. Can I have a drink? He's like, I'm, excuse me, I'm just on the phone with the president of Nigeria. Can I just, you know, take a second? No, no, no. Come, come with all boldness, with all confidence. I love what pictures speak a thousand or 10,000 words, don't they? This picture does me in. This is our access. Every now and again, I, I just pull this one up on my, on my laptop and I just look at it and I just say, Holy Spirit, speak to me. Speak to me about the access that I have to the Father. Speak to, be, to me about the intimacy that is mine because of Jesus. Just feast your eyes on that for a second or two. And what, what words come to mind? You can answer this question. What words come to mind? What emotions come to mind when you see that? Elation. Elation, great word. Relief, Relief yes. Ecstatic joy. Love. Yeah. Safety. Safety. Yeah, we could go on. We could go on and on. It's, there is something profound about this image and what it conveys to our hearts of the truth that our Father, even more so than JFK and JFK Jr., there is no formality. There is absolute warmth, love, affection, delight, pleasure 
It is complete and utter joy. It's where you're meant to be. This is, this is why the gospel is good news. This is the good news that Jesus has made this possible. He's made this possible for you and I in any moment of our need, whatever our felt need, whatever circumstances are crushing in on us, whatever the, the, the waves of the ocean are, are shouting at us, the voice of the Father says, you are welcome. You are welcome. Come in. Come in. Let me speak life into your situation. Let my voice echo above the waves of your life. We're designed to hear his voice, not once a week for an hour and a half on a Sunday morning, but 24-7. 24-7. Because God is spirit. He's not a dry old dusty book. He's not a fairly predictable meeting. We do our best, but hey, let's face it. We have our own liturgy, don't we? But God is not limited to an hour and a half on a Sunday morning. He is 167, 168 hours a week. I can't remember which one it is. must be it. But he wants to speak to his people. The, the, the big moment of transition and the key thing that changes everything is Passover. Now, this feels like a gear change. I'm sorry about that, but hey-ho, there it is. Uh, Passover and Pentecost. These were the two huge festivals, two of three very significant festivals for uh, the people of 